How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time. Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much is you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Je t'adore, I love girls, 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 I do adore Yo, put your number on this paper Cause I would love to date you Holla at you when I come off top yeah. I got this man and she got She don't like me to roam So she called me Cabron Plus my ego So she likes to cook rice So she likes me home I'm like, un momento, mommy Slow up your tempo I got this black chick She don't know how to act Always talking out her neck, making a finger snap. She like, listen, Jigga, man, I don't care if you rap. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. I got this French chick that love the French kiss. She thinks she's Moderic, wear her hair in a twist. My Shetty Amore, 2-A-Bell. Mercy, you're fine as fuck, but you giving me hell. I got this Indian squad the day that I met her. Asked her what tribe she with, red dot of feather. She said, all you need to know is I'm not a hoe. And to get with me, you better be cheap, lots of dough And that's Spanish chick, French chick, Indian and black That's fried chicken, curry chicken, damn I'm getting fat A roast can pollo, French fries and crepe An appetite for destruction, but I scrape the plate I love Guess who's Bizak back? Still smelling the blow on my clothes like Krispy Kreme, I was cooking them O's, cooking them O's. Like horse shoes, I was tossing them O's. Time to re-up, gotta recycle the flow, cycle the flow. I'm emotional, I hug the block. I mean, hey, I'm so emotional, I love my block. Hey, welcome to the Black God Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're joined in here by one of the original in-studio guests, mm-hmm. my man Mr. Will. What's going on? Nothing at all. What's up, folks? What's up, ladies? <laughs> this is a retro podcast right here, man. All right. The original threesome up in here. Um, so what's been going on with y'all? Y'all good? I'm good. Can't complain, man. Staying on the grind, staying busy. Well, if everybody's uh, satisfied, let's go ahead and do some podcasting. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, then that means you've already found us or you've stolen somebody's iPhone. <laughs> and if you stole somebody's iPhone, the way to find more episodes of this is search for The Blackout Tips on Facebook, iTunes, and Podomatic. You can go to our website, theblackouttips.com. 
And uh, while you're there, click on the donate button. You probably already have their PayPal app, so just go ahead and donate <laughs> straight from their PayPal app on their phone to us. We really appreciate it. Just yes, say uh, in the notes, just say from a stolen iPhone, and we won't say your name. Um, and also make sure that you uh, email the show to blackouttips at gmail.com. And you can call the show and leave us a message, 704-557-0186. Uh, when you do that stuff, we uh, respond to it on Saturday. And we're also on Twitter, all of us in this room. Mm-hmm. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say That Again, that as in D-A-T. And I'm Mr. Montgomery, Mr. Underscore Montgomery. So make sure you follow us on Twitter and uh, interact with us there. Uh, when you go to the Blackout Tips, you can go to the Forums tab. Join our forums. You can even use your Twitter login. Mm-hmm. And we got some pretty good threads going in there. Some people are starting to contribute. Uh, I saw one called Man Laws. Yes, this one's fun. Yes. Everybody been adding on to it. Yeah. I don't know how long this guy, but they got like the 20 last time I checked. Yeah, anyone can go in there and contribute to the thread and uh, put their own man laws for uh, for people to see and you know, people have been really going in there and enjoying it. I've been putting some videos up there um, so people can go click on the site and see more than just, you know, what uh, what we're talking about. But they can also see, you know, pa- I have a parody video from Ari Spears talking about Southern rappers and shit like that. Um, a couple of those man laws from the man law thread that was uh, started by Trojan Scooter. He says, hygiene is important. No one likes a man who stinks. Bathe or shower daily. Oh yeah, wear clean underwear. Please do. Now see, that's a very simple law. I don't, I don't even think he's trying to be funny. But by the end, the latest rule is 21. It says if you must simp, do not share your simping stories with your boys. <laughs> so in between, in between one and 21, it gives various degrees of uh, of ratchet. Uh, Karen says, don't watch Dancing with the Stars with your girl. Most men don't respect that. <laughs> And, and I love Dancing with the Stars. And I've never watched it with her. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> um, also, of course, uh, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. A taser extreme! <laughs> <laughs> taser, stop your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and the unofficial sport... Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. All right, man. And now, Question. This, yes. A taser extreme would be a just a regular ass gun, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like a power line. <laughs> all right, <laughs> taser extreme. Um, all right, brought to bolts. I think it's the electric chair. It's the taser extreme. <laughs> yes. and I do support that too. I support the death penalty. I don't. I have no compunctions about that. <laughs> right to show if you're upset, but yes, we're pro death penalty. Um, all right. So also, this show is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Specifically, a movie called The Trim Reaper. Mm-hmm. And you can follow a hilarious ensemble cast through a lighthearted social satire about speed dating as they navigate through the lies, deception, games, and outright mental illnesses of 20 people desperate to make a connection with someone. Anyone. I'll tell you this much. It make it did make me thankful that I'm already married. Yes, because yeah. that, that speed dating stuff looks... Creepy and scary. Yeah, it was like the reject date. Yeah, yes. man, the only people that speed date are the people that are so desperate. They're like, hey, look, I got to get through everybody. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. 
give you 20 seconds. Whoever gets the best, you know, has the best shot in those 20 seconds, I might give them a shot. They treat them like their emails. <laughs> I mean, up, delete. Up, don't want you, delete. Yeah. Don't you guys know about direct messages on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get all my pussy. <laughs> I call um, them Black Planet. Yeah. <laughs> the last nigga <thing> left. <laughs> uh, not only does Beth have to avoid the advances of a man dressed like a bunny rabbit who needs a place to live, the wealthy but misanthropic jerk the sex-obsessed pervert, and the socially numb stoner. These aren't all the same people. These are different people. I was about to say, oh, no, that's a lot going on. Yeah, what if you had just 19 normal people in the movie, and then there's one person that had all the characteristics yeah, of them. multiple personalities. <laughs> yeah. I have Tourette's. I also am a chronic masturbator. I can't help myself. I would wear a dress that's and a bunny suit. That's the kind of stuff. You have Tourette's with you masturbate Yanking your meat all over the place. <laughs> and then the twist is, he's the Trim Reaper. I think I've rewritten, I think I've written a sequel for Dex. You're welcome. Now go film that. Um, let's see. She has to avoid becoming the thousandth sexual conquest for of the anonymous but virile Trim Reaper. Uh, the Trim Reaper, you can't lose a dating game if you don't play. This feature film is now on DVD at ShadowDogProductions.com. And like I said, there's a link for it on the website, so you can go check it out there. Um, Alright, so let's do some random thoughts. Yes, sir. Uh, we had Brandon from Where's My 40 Acres podcast, mm-hmm. aka Phenom Black. Yes. B-L-A-K, no C, please. Uh, on the podcast uh, this Sunday. Yes. And I was listening to some other ones. I listened to an Insanity Check Report. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Insanity Check podcast. Right? Yes, I call it that too because yeah. that's his Twitter name. So I'll be, be like, yeah, Insanity Check one, but that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was listening to some of the podcasts and I heard Brandon on their podcast too. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say, you're a whore, Brandon. <laughs> you told me I was special. You lied to me. He's out there speed podcasting. Yes. And didn't that he got off with us? He got off. He got up with Miss Music Lover. Yeah, he's a podcast tramp. <laughs> I feel betrayed. You used me. Thought we, I talked to you all week on G Chat. I thought we was special. So I have podcasting for anybody that'll record with you. Disgusting. Oh, but I didn't catch a virus from talking to you on Skype. <laughs> um, uh, one of the things we talked about on there was rappers, and uh, DJ Premier was dropping his his knowledge. On how to uh, his knowledge. on how rappers need to diversify <laughs> their portfolio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how like when you ask a nigga a simple like a, a complex question, and they just give you a simple, easy answer, and of yeah. course it sounds simple because they don't have to do any of that shit. Yep. It's just like man, they just need to get business degrees. You know, I mean, no, not even degrees. It's like just start you a business. You know, take that money. You got that money coming in. Uh-huh. Then you diversify that money. More money coming in. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, you a mogul. It's like, all right, then. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. exactly how Jay Z did it. Yeah. 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 I'm sure yeah. that nigga that made uh, everybody getting tipsy would love that advice right now. <laughs> Living in Petey Pablo somewhere like, damn, that was it. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Mr. Go somewhere like, oh, so you don't rape him. <laughs> well, shit, that was why I fucked up. I thought rape was in the plan. Um, ah, But I was thinking like, you know, the internet has fucked up people's album sales. Everybody's downloading music. Yeah. And, you know, getting downright indignant if you suggest that they don't download your music. <laughs> That's right. Like, we, niggas got mad. Lupe was like, man, can y'all chill? I was like, fuck you, nigga. Yo, uppity nigga. Yeah. That's why your shit whack now. <laughs> your shit that I listen to for free. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, um, so uh, I was thinking though, it, what if rappers can't sell records and they just have to go completely independent and they could just have like regular nine to fives, but they would also be rappers. And I don't just mean like up and coming, like the dudes you know at the YMCA or the dudes you know that lives up the street from you or you see at the parking lot at Kroger's. It's like, buy my, buy my CD, dog. I'm talking like Lupe Fiasco, like Common, like, like, like somebody could be the illest rapper alive, but they also work in the couch. They sitting at the cubicle beside you. Yeah. Like, you go on a smoke break, they be like, yo, man, what you doing tonight? Man, I got a show. Folks be down at the Coliseum, man. How many people coming? Like, a hundred thousand, man. I mean, I ain't selling no records, but... But you know what? I don't think that would ever fly, because it's kind of like you said on the last pod, last podcast, man. People think that, you know, you don't, you don't have no street cred. They talk about um, Rick Ross being a CO and everything. They're like, this nigga ain't real. This nigga got a real job. He ain't from the streets. So, yeah, I don't true. know if that'll work. And rap, man. Oh, go ahead, Cam. I'm sorry. Now, and my thing is this. That shit would kill a lot of niggas' dreams. You know how niggas just dream to be rappers? It was like, man, I don't want to be in. See, that's what I was thinking. That's why I wanted to be that way because yeah, I, I like rappers that love the game, love music. And if we could just stop, and I know this is fucked up, but if we could kind of stop the vehicle of this is how you get rich, yes. we could stop a lot of niggas from rapping that should not be fucking rapping. There's no reason Lil B should have a microphone. He should have to have a job, too. Like, he should have, <laughs> like, listen, I don't care if you can produce 700 songs in the summer. How about you produce ah! 10 good songs in a year? Could you do that? Oh, impossible, isn't it? So I, I think niggas should have to have regular jobs on top of that, and then we'll weed out the people that don't love it, do it for the love. Yeah, but then you gotta realize that that means only the intelligent people will be making music, and it's the ignorant niggas that usually spend the money on all that stuff. They're the ones that go to concerts. They're the ones that you know love doing all the dances and show up. They're because, the ones to shoot. Yeah, they're the ones that show. And stab. Yep. yep. And pull that sometimes, sometimes I hate Will for jumping to the point where I was going, but that is exactly what I want. Yes. No more ignorant niggas. Let's just get straight, smart people doing rap. Yeah, but what I was saying is rap was quickly declined. I'm okay. Because y'all ain't buying no records. Y'all uh, 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 what did you see when you came in downstairs? <laughs> I believe that was lasers. That one lonely record. Yeah, I'm going to frame it. I'm going to frame it. That's for us when we bought it like 10 years. Yeah, I would have bought like, Shh, Don't put the business in the street. Oh, <laughs> I would have bought Lil Brother's album, but I looked on the day and Fonte and Gene Gray and Nice Wonder doing a song with Lil B. What the fuck, man? So so if if only smart niggas are making music, who listens to the radio? Smart niggas don't listen to the radio. See, that's the thing, man. We don't need ignorant niggas. We don't no, need No, what I'm saying is the radio stations would oh, shut down. Oh, we'll come down. back. We will come back. <laughs> the radio stations would shut down. If it was nothing but smart music, we would come back. We, we would come back to the radio. All we gotta do is get rid of Steve Harvey and them. Now that's another, that's another, that's, that's another part of the problem. plan. That's okay, that's problem. another part of the plan. We'll get to that another day. Um, man, Steve Harvey's are like cockroaches, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what? That's the only one. That's the thousand you ain't seen. But I'm, I'm serious though, man. There's a song, and I'm not joking. I didn't make that up. With Fonte from Little Brother, Knife Wonder made the beat. I don't know if he's rapping on it. Jean Grey, one of the best female rappers in the game, and Lil B. And it made me realize, man, rappers, even if they conscious, man, they just as fake as Rick Ross. 
You can't believe any of them. No matter how much integrity they sound like they have, these niggas will sit up here on an album and be like, I'm against this whack popcorn rap. Y'all niggas need to get with the real and start coming down. And you're like, okay, cool, man. It's like, because niggas support me because I got a work ethic and I got all types of integrity and shit and I ain't never going to sell out. Fuck it, I'll go broke before I sell out. You be like, that's right, little brother. Yes, I'm going to buy your shit. And then I look on there and I see them rapping with Lil B and I be like, these niggas sold out for YouTube hits. I'm just saying that the, the bills gotta get paid. And not only that, a lot of them are highly educated. Like, they dumb down for the stupid people. Yeah. Like, a lot of them have went to school, got degrees, very educated people. All rappers ain't stupid. Right, I just think, in general, man, I just gotta stop believing in these niggas, man. It's my fault. It's not their fault. Because, because they're performers. I don't think people fail to realize they like a, a Halle Berry or Will Smith. It's a performance. What I'm not even... Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like, it's like LeBron James. Y'all niggas thought he was nice and everything. Y'all thought he was soft and everything. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like him, so everything I say yeah, will we'll be biased. Right. But, you know, he, y'all, he had y'all fools thinking he was this nice, sweet guy that would never leave Cleveland. Y'all ass got fooled. He was mm-hmm. like, hey, look, I'm a gangster. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. And see, that's so the it's thing. A, it's you, a, it's you, a facade. You know me pretty well. You know, I don't really believe in that shit. Like, I don't believe I know anybody past what I see on TV. Yeah, like, okay. So, but, but with rap, I got fooled by the conscious rappers, man. I feel bad. Like, I didn't realize I was fooled until I saw that shit. My heart sank when I heard that. It's like, like, and my boy told me at the gym, he's like, yo, Rod, check it, man. Lil Brother got a song with Lil B. I was like, what? Why are you telling me that like I should be excited? <laughs> that's the worst thing I heard today. You know what, like, like, it's no wonder that Big died on this day <laughs> and then this shit happened on the anniversary of his death. Yeah, but that's, that's like getting fooled into thinking the NBA players are nice just because you see them on the NBA Cares commercial. Oh, save the analogy, brother. I know. That's the problem. That's what I'm telling y'all. I'm confessing. I'm not telling y'all I'm right. I'm telling y'all I was fooled. I was bamboozled. I can't Good believe it. I can't believe it worked on me. You know I don't work like that. No. I don't never believe anybody is as cool as they, you know, come off on TV or bad or whatever. That's why I just take the shit for entertainment value, man. Like yes. I said, I don't, like with R. Kelly and all the rest of them, it's not that big a deal to me because I don't look to them people as real people. I'm like, right. you somebody to entertain me when I'm bored. So yeah. all this extra shit, fuck it. I just came front, though. I gave up on R. Kelly because I couldn't take him serious no more. Not about, it wasn't just the piss and shit. <laughs> That nigga started giving up on songs. And I heard a song the other day where he started rapping about how he had was asked to do the song. Well, you know, I told you, man, I'm a fan <laughs> of pre-urination R. Kelly. Yeah. Now, all this all this post-urination shit is just bullshit. That's what I'm saying. And I don't even see it as, like, what he did was so reprehensible, because it was. But I, it's not that. It's, like you said, it's like B.C. and, and, and after. It's <laughs> B.P. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You, like, you was before Sweet Tea? Versus after sweet, yeah. yeah, like it's a, it's just a, it just happened to be that at the time that he started pissing on girls and got caught is when he became wet. Like he just happened, <laughs> it coincided. I don't know why, man. He believed he could fly and then the shit never got back right. Um, so I was looking at, I was listening to the Player Hater podcast and mm-hmm. that dude's been on a tear lately, man. Yeah. His show's been uh, superb, man. Superb. Y'all not fucking with that show, man. I don't know what to tell you. I. I spent many a day at work cracking the fuck up, man. He talked to some black activists on there, internet black panthers and shit, man. I was dying, dude. He talked to these chicks about open relationships. This one chick who was writing a book called, like, Every Man Cheats or some shit. 
And I was thinking, man, I should write a book, and I want to call it, Yeah, She's Cheating on You, and Here's How You Can Tell. <laughs> and it's for paranoid men, because there's no book for men out there, really, that, that men would read. But I think insecure, paranoid, weak motherfuckers would read my book if I just made it, you know, kind of like one of those, like, hey, you need to hide this book, because it's going to give you the lowdown. Because they already think she cheating. I ain't got to do nothing but just point them in the right direction. Oh, God, that's a book for self. Yeah. <laughs> and I can just make every, I can make everything into a sign of cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she's working overtime. Is she on the phone when she gets home? Cheating, is it? Does she ever come in directly from the working out at the gym and take a shower? Cheating. cheating. Mm-hmm. When, so, she, <coughs> when she goes to the bathroom, does she shut the door? Oh, yeah. yeah. She needs privacy for a reason, player. Yeah, dog. Why she taking her phone in the bathroom, player? <laughs> Sounds like a cheater to me. Did it take her longer than three minutes to respond to your text message? <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> did, she, did she shower before she gets home from the gym? She cheating, too. <laughs> Everything's cheating. I think I can make money with that shit. Did she just willies in the bathroom? You know what? You could make the follow-up book. Why is your fault she's cheating? Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. When men read something that attacks their ego straight on, because I can't tell. Because men don't buy shit, so like I can't tell if they like if they they, no, nigga, my dick is great. Like okay, all right. You gotta put that shit on an audio book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, is your dick too big? She cheating. Is it too small? She cheating. Is it the right size? Oh, she definitely cheating. She can fuck anybody then. Are you married? <laughs> no. She's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love when people complain about uh, inmates. Like, because any, it's anything we find out that inmates have in prison. <laughs> why do we act? Why do we act the fool about that shit? Like they not in prison. <laughs> Them niggas got cable. <laughs> Them niggas got air conditioning. Oh hell, they got mattresses now. I was listening that to brush their teeth. What? I was listening to the Where's My 40 Acres and Mr. Stan was on there. And it was he was like talking about how he called his cousin who's in prison. And he was like uh, asking him like how the Lakers was doing or something. He was like, yeah, man. Uh, he was asking Mrs. Fan. He's like, yeah, they playing the Heat right now. He's like, oh, no, I, I'm watching the game. And he was like, the fuck he doing with Cable? And I was like, I'm still thinking like, yeah, but he in prison. It ain't like you would trade your $70 cable bill for prison. For ass rape. Yeah. Like, prison is not a nice place. Like, even if you took out the rape, there's the freedom. There's that, you know. There's the, you know, little shit like getting to see the end of the Lakers game that would be nice. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, they go to overtime in prison, you be like, fuck! <laughs> Lights out! <laughs> Five minutes of the game. Yeah. <laughs> that TV probably on the timer, too. <laughs> They're like, Lights out. I don't give a fuck what the score is. Yeah, I know, I know I've been that way, though. Because, I mean, your, your knee-jerk reaction is, you ain't supposed to have shit in prison, you in prison. But, hell... I mean, you can't, you can't keep the cage up all day. As we said on here before, ass rape is enough for me. Yep. <laughs> you can tell me prison was a luxurious mansion. And now, yeah, you can. Hey, you know what it is? It's a desert island with supermodels and free beer as far as the eye can see, unlimited TVs, video games everywhere. You can go swimming. Everything is cool. Private jets anywhere in the world. And the occasional ass rape. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna, you know, oh, I'm out of this one, man. I think I'm gonna stick with freedom. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mom had me like Tom off the damn boondocks. Every time I do something wrong, she's like, 
and you're gonna get in trouble, you're gonna get picked up by the cops, you're gonna get thrown in jail, and they're gonna rape you in the ass. Yeah. Every, every time I got caught. Anytime I did anything, it could have been like, oops, I actually broke the window. See, you break your shit. That's gonna lead to criminal behavior, you're gonna get picked up by the cops, you're gonna get thrown in jail, they're gonna rape you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was just thinking about that, man. Now, you know, it's it's funny. We don't want them to have shit in Princeton, man. But but some work with yeah. some dumbbells. Like, we want the motherfuckers to be in, like, the Asian prisons where they just, like, crack on rocks with hammers <laughs> all day and shit. Um, all right, man. I'm going to celebrate. I changed. I'm, I decided. Because, you know, big death day was a couple days ago. Why do you celebrate the day people died? I don't get that. That is the thing. Well, once again, skipping ahead. But, um... That I decided, I decided I'm gonna start putting the birthdays of rappers in my phone, rappers and famous people that died. Instead of instead of waiting for Twitter to remind me that a nigga is dead, I want to be the only one celebrating when they that they was born that day. Cause yeah. it just seems rap is morbid <laughs> enough. Like most of rap is already kill this nigga, shoot this nigga, yeah. die nigga, die. The rappers that we celebrate the most on that death day. With niggas that was obsessed with death. Yeah. Life after death. Uh, ready to die. Ready to die. Uh, you know, Tupac, every other fucking rhyme was, I'm about to die and they gonna, they gonna mourn me until they join me. Is it a heaven for a gangster? I'm, they gonna kill me soon. Oh shit, here they come. Like, everything was death, <laughs> death with these dudes. And I, I'm tired of celebrating that, man. Yeah. I, I, like, I didn't tell anybody to not celebrate. I'm not trying to shit on your parade. It's not. It's a personal choice, and y'all celebrate how you want. But I'm done with that shit, man. Well, I think people just celebrate just because that's what's brought up. But I mean, to me, celebrating the day somebody died—that's what you would do for somebody you don't like. Yeah. Like, you know, Hitler died today. Let's go throw a party. But I mean, celebrating the fact that he got shot in cold blood and murdered today—I mean, we just like we just like, but he had some tight ass rhymes. <laughs> like, yeah, man, we still ain't solved that murder. Yeah, man, with that second album. Classic. <laughs> Classic, son. Um, I give it five mics. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather remember him, his life, so I'm changing that. Um, I was thinking about misogyny, because mm-hmm. I, as I often do. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've decided that women are some of the biggest perpetrators of misogyny. Yes, they are. Upon other people, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, um... When you think about who's the quickest to ask some shit like why you ain't married, yeah. why you ain't got no kids yet, mm-hmm. um, where you know who, where's the father of your child, uh, why you dressing like that? It is yeah. typically a woman. Yeah, yeah. Like men don't feel comfortable enough to say that shit to a chick that they work with. No. But women feel cool. They feel comfortable enough to come up to somebody and be like. Uh, so, uh, when you getting pregnant, like, what? <laughs> well, see, the thing is, yeah. I understand men not, men not saying it to other women, because that's kind of uncomfortable, because it's different sex, but you don't see men coming up to other men and be like, yo, man, why you ain't married yet, man? Right. you having some kids. It's like, uh, enjoy the player life, player. Right. Like, even, and the thing is, like, even if, I've known dudes for years and never asked them shit about their family life, personal life, like, it just ain't my business. <laughs> And the, and the thing, and I wouldn't ask them like about their girl, like, yo man, so your girl ain't trying to do such and such. Like, why your girl ain't ready to get married? So I, I don't know, man. I really think that a lot of these people that perpetrate misogyny and shit like that, and like 
make it seem like it's okay to make women lesser beings are other women, man. Like, very judgmental women that are passing judgment on other chicks all the fucking time. And it just creates an environment of constantly judging a woman on appearance, on, you know, whether she's married or not, whether she has kids yet, and things that are really super fucking official and none of your business, but you just can't help yourself. And it ends up making women feel feel bad all the time. I was talking to one of my friends. She's single, mm-hmm. and she was uh, she was very surprised to find out that I hate Steve Harvey and Tyler Perry. So that was a long conversation. But um, she uh, one thing that um, she was saying about like Steve Harvey's books and stuff. She's like, "Well, I have friends that read them and stuff like that." And I was like. And she was like, she suggested that I read them, and I was like, well, you should feel insulted, for one, because she thinks you are stupid. Um, Because they're not funny. Right, and then the other thing I was saying was like, it's funny because you, she had never, she's like maybe my 32, 33, she has never had a dude ask her why you aren't married yet, why don't you have kids? She has only had women in her life Ask her stuff like, why you ain't got a man? And, and obsess with her about how she needs to find a man and how she looks and where, you know, what she's doing to get a man. And, and I was just thinking like, wow, dude, that, that's fucked up. That's women doing that to women. It is. And I think the, the, what, what I think about it is I think women are kind of upset because they don't have a man. And, you know, everybody, misery loves company. It's like, well, I don't have one. I'm feeling a little self-conscious. But if all of us don't have no man, then I want you to feel bad as I do about not having a man. Yeah, so that's I'm all about you. That's all obsessed over finding yeah, it's like, a man. Yeah, it's like, what? I'm 32, I ain't got no kids, but you're 37 and you ain't even got a man. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I got a boyfriend yeah. at least. I'm working <laughs> on it, damn. I'm closer than you are, yeah. bitch. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, it's just, it's just crabs in the barrel you want to bring somebody else down to your level so you can feel better about yourself i think so too man yeah and my my, and my opinion about that is i think that um if it's just a difference men just don't give a damn men and men are nosy bitches is nosy that's just nosy they feel like everything about you should be out in public and it should be out in the open some shit just ain't none of your business and i've had this happen before too but one more straight come out and ask me you know why you and Roger don't have no kids, or how long y'all been married, or why don't you have children, and things like that. And because it's in a working environment, I try to be as polite professional as I can. <laughs> um, because what people fail to realize at my job is that they pay me. So because they pay me, I don't cut a fool because I like their paycheck. Right. But if this was free... And you just come up and randomly ask me that, like some of my family members? So, like, don't catch me in the parking lot. What? Please don't catch me in the parking lot in Dark Corner Alley. Um, and it's very, very frustrating because women are the worst. Like, um, at my job, they was talking about abortions and things like that. And my thing is this. There's some things you just shouldn't talk about in the workplace. Yeah. And I think that women in general just don't know how to shut the hell up. I just feel like they just don't know. Let's talk about abortion at your workplace? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I mean, how does that come around? It's like, you know, girl, I think about going to get one. You know anywhere I go. You know, this place is very nice, quick, and inexpensive. Like, who are these? Like, I don't understand these people that exist in a world 
And you know what it is. They don't have any diversity in their friendships and their relations, mm-hmm. right? Relationships with other people. And that's why they think they can just come to work because they exist in a space because most of us, in general, do not call out crazy people. Like, we, we'll just look at this shit on Twitter. We'll laugh at this shit when we see it on reality TV. But in general, if crazy walks your way, you avert your, gla- your glance <laughs> and hope that it passes you like a, a fucking, like a, a tornado or something. Yeah. So, so like, when somebody comes to work and they sit up there like, you know what I'm tired of? I'm Homosexuals born. getting married. <laughs> you just, like, most people just go, yeah, okay. okay. I'm, I'm just going to delete this email. Yes, yes. <laughs> And they send like chain emails, and sometimes I be like, "Nigga, if I could block you, I would, but you my coworker, so I can't block you." You know how you get the spam? Yeah. Just gonna go block. I know. <laughs> oh. You wanna go to HR on a nigga, man? Yeah, that's just terrible, man. I, I, I can't deal with people like that. Cause I remember one time I was walking in the break room, and there's these two white dudes talking. It was right during the presidential election when McCain nominated Palin as the uh, as vice the, president. Yeah, and. I walked in just to get my coffee and everything. We won't pay them no attention. These two Republican dudes, and all of a sudden they started talking loud. They're like, "Yes, that was an excellent move by McCain to pick Palin to be that." And they just kept looking at me like, "Say something, nigga." And I was like, "Um, I don't know y'all. Yes. I ain't trying to get caught up in this shit. Yeah, I just get my coffee and get the hell on. This is this is not the kind of shit you talk about at work out in the open and invite yes. other people to get in on." It. And the thing about it is that I guess to me the most frustrating thing about it is that. And I think it stems from being a look from, from children. People don't raise their children, especially little girls, to not be. People are self centered, period. But when children are small, especially little girls, you need to tell her everybody don't want to hear your fucking opinion and you're not that important, period. And that's something that people don't want to tell you. Listen, daughter, sit on my lap. You're kind of a bitch. Now, I don't want you to be a cunt in real life, but. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And I'm just telling you now. I mean, parents love their children, but you have to show them when you leave outside of the home, don't nobody give a damn. That is true, though. I mean, really, I could give a shit about what you think of your opinion yeah, and how I, you feel. Like, the thing is, too, man, like, you're at work. You should just turn that shit off. Like, yeah. there's a reason you have an HR code and, and, yeah. and yes. everybody goes through the same class and the training. You've never seen the HR man, man, manual that says, Here's how to talk about abortion at work. It says don't talk about this shit at work. It never says so. Same sex marriage. Here's how you talk to your manager about it. No, leave it the fuck alone. We're at work now. It's very frustrating. And they're paying me. And when people pay me, I am very, very professional because I'm being paid to be here. I'm not being paid to be harassed by bitches at my job about if I have kids or not. That's not why I show up to work. Yeah, and uh, like an abortion argument is even worse because you don't know who's had an abortion and who hasn't. Like there's no abortion letter on somebody's shirt where you'd be like, oh, my bad. My fault, dog. I was just about to go in on you. Like, you know what? <laughs> Women that have abortions are baby killers. Oh, my bad. I'm not talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're cool. Yeah. I'm just tired of these baby killers, feminazis. Here she comes. <laughs> anyway, so the reports will be in by. And Tuesday. I don't even care if you got raped. Wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Like, yeah, you know, on. she brought it over herself wearing them tight dresses and everything, yeah. drinking and all that shit. Oh, you, you got raped? It, it, you're you're good. Right. And the thing is, if somebody just starts crying in the middle of uh, the fucking yeah, uh, office or goes to HR, 
all of a sudden they the bad guy. Like, why didn't you just tell me that you got raped and you got an abortion? <laughs> I mean, shit, just come out and tell a nigga. You got me looking all stupid. Because yeah. you ain't had nobody talking about the shit. That's why. Yeah. Um, speaking of work, mm-hmm. I think we need a universal, and this is more of a guy thing, so Karen, you probably don't know anything about this, but I think we need a universal standard for work safety. Cause a lot of these motherfuckers think shit is safe for work, and they'll send you a picture or an email. You're like, nah, dog. <laughs> you're like, the fuck you work? The Playboy Mansion? <laughs> this shit is not safe. Yes, put a message or something on that. That's why. That's why. Um, for me, uh, my work. Very few people have my my work email address. Cause I don't want you sending that shit to my work. Yeah. I, well, even though my just regular email, it's like, don't send me. Even if it's on my phone. Look, man, I need a warning. What if I just... Phones are big these days. Yeah. I click on the email and pop up and you be like, yeah, safe for work. It's like, how is it safe for work? I can't see inside her vagina. <laughs> uh, that's safe. And like, it's just, it's just, it's just 99% of the nipple. I know. <laughs> kind of was covering it with a little bit. Well, part of the areola was covered up. Yeah, look at her fingernail and how it's covering it, just barely covering it. I know, nipple. you can barely see the clitoris. Yeah. A bit, you can view it. Yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's guys that are either, you know, sending shit from home when they're not at work. Mm-hmm. Be like, look, if, I, if I'm sending out, first of all, I don't send out shit like that. Me right. But if I did, I'd be like, hey, yo, look, don't open this up while you're at work. Like, right. Um, like I was telling you, the one chick I follow, she has a whole um, a whole blog, and it's just about like sexy shit, Mary. Right. And every time she pre- uh, every time she puts a um, a post up, I'm like, I can't check that till I get home. Yeah, favorite. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> what favorites are for. <laughs> like, I, what I need is like a standard code. Like, maybe we have if you're very secure at your job, that. Yeah, secure, safe for work. Mm-hmm. If you know time, the, con- the economy's kind of down, you know, you don't know, you don't want to come to work late, uh-huh. maybe that's a level two safe for work. Yeah. Maybe you don't open that till you get to the bathroom. You're you know? on probation. <laughs> Look, just don't open it. Yeah, take, dude. Take your phone with you. I'm just, we need some type of standards, man. Somebody gonna fuck around and get fired. Like, yes, sir. Oh, my bad, dog. I forgot to tell you. I work in a frat house. <laughs> uh, yes, porn is safe for work at my job. They need something like the motion picture rating system or something. Yes. Man, am I the only one that doesn't believe in sports stats that happened before I was born? I kind of agree on that because I'm like, I don't know how this nigga really was. Yeah, like I'm tired of old people quoting shit. Not even old people. Old people I actually understand. I'm tired of young people quoting shit that they've never seen. Yeah. Like I, today I was listening to Morning Jones and somebody brought up how Will Chamberlain was great. I'm sure he was great. Yeah. I have never seen this nigga play and neither have you. Nope. Can we take him off the list of relevant <laughs> players? We just throwing him up there in the very top and shit. Like, look, it's Mike Jordan. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain playing against dudes that work at Bilo and shit. (laughs) Calm down, man. We don't know. Let's just talk about shit that we actually do know. And my thing is, I like my sports to be in color. Fuck that black and white. And that 82-bit film you got going on there. Right. Like, how you gonna start with the nigga that desegregated the league? (laughs) As as your, as your, as the one cat that you, I'm supposed to be like, oh, you right, man. Sweetwater Jenkins did do that shit. I mean, I guess my thing is, I mean, it, it's cool for the old cats that, that are really And I can understand and because yeah. they actually seen it. Yeah, they it saw it. I get, I get yeah. it. Yeah, you know, like our old boss. You know, like, man, I remember I saw Oscar Roberts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. hot, wasn't he? Yeah, he <laughs> was six. Yeah. Yo, how tall were you boss yeah. at the time? I was three foot two. And Oscar <laughs> Robinson was 12 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, I look at it as the game has evolved. Right. I mean, back then... 
you didn't have, like if you had a, a six foot eight dude, he ain't had no vertical. He was just big in the middle doing nothing. Now you got six foot eight dudes with 40 inch verticals. It's a completely different game. Yep. They have a completely different set of rules. Um, I mean, that's they like three point line yeah, now. Exactly. They got, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Shot going clock. On. You yes. can dunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, there was an era in basketball where uh, they were shooting like 40 more shots a game than they shoot right now. Yeah. So, like, Oscar Robinson averaged a triple double with just 40 more shots to go around in the game. Like, uh, 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 and who couldn't get the triple? All the good players now yeah. had a triple double right now, right I know, there. I know. And defense was nowhere near as good as yeah. Defense was just run beside your man. So yeah. it, the game is completely different. And you know, I respect the the old dudes that pioneered the game and got it to where it is right now. But I mean, I feel there needs to be some kind of some kind of delineation, kind of like. In, in geological time, you got like the Precambrian era, right? So you had like the the pre-merger era, right? And then you have the I don't know the pre three point. Well, I separate I separate the NBA into two eras, and that is before yeah. R. Kelly peed on them girls <laughs> and after R. Kelly peed on them girls, and that's the only two eras I have. And does anything that happened before that don't count. I'm sorry. For me, it's before <laughs> Jordan and after Jordan. I think people get mad too because I was dismissive of. Like, if you say some shit about some old nigga I've never seen, I'm quick to be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, nigga. You know, Bill Russell was the greatest. <laughs> you know, like, sure he was. Sure like, was. Yeah, he was good back then. Yeah, I'm sure you read it in books. <laughs> I'm sure you saw a lot of stories. You didn't sit there. You didn't go to the garden and watch fucking 82 games back then. Yeah, you're 22. Come yeah, <laughs> calm down, man. Can y'all stop trying to pull your, pull your stats dick out and measure it against everybody else's? Well, I mean, it's on, on uh, Around the Horn or whatever, they were talking about um, the, because I think what you were talking about was Kevin Love and the the double-double the record or some shit. Well, that's one of, that's one of the yeah, records when they that they compared. When they called it the Bomani Show, they were like, you know, Wilt got the record with 200 and something called me when they get the close yeah. to the, with the upper hundreds and everything. But what's stupid is, yeah, Wilt got the record for, uh, Wilt, they don't count Wilt's record for double-doubles. But they do count his score record, so yeah. just to decide, well, we're going to use this record, but we're not going to use this record. That's what I'm saying. They need to bring and it's down always the some way. Record. It's always a way to bring up some old shit to shit, to shit on some new shit. Mm-hmm. All I know is the eye test. I seen Michael Jordan. That nigga was great. Mm-hmm. Although he, and the reason I can say this shit about I don't want to trust people that I've never seen play is because I saw Michael Jordan play, and the Michael Jordan that people talk about now. Is so much better than the Michael yeah. Jordan that I watch play in real life. Yeah, uh, Michael, Michael was good, right? But <laughs> apparently, Michael Jordan never lost a game. I, I didn't know, know this. Jordan never missed a shot. Yeah, he never missed the last second shot. Never lost a close game. And never any, passed the ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, he every time he passed, he got the game winning assist. Like, that's the only time he would end the game with thirty assists, seventy five points, and the game winning shot. That's how he averaged. That's they actually kept the stat game winning shot on Michael Jordan. <laughs> and he had he's the only dude to end the league with eighty two of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous, man. It is. So I, I like I if I've seen that in the time I've been alive. In that yeah. Imagine how hyped up and I'm not trying to slander these dudes, but Dr. J could grab a quarter off the backboard apparently. Apparently Michael apparently Dr. J Connie Hawkins could put Four quarters on the top of the backboard, jump up there, get
get changed, diversify his bonds, invest that money, <laughs> come back 10, 10 years later and have $10,000 on top of the backboard. That's what I'm talking about. You know, they're going to be like, uh, well, you know, we get like 67. We're going to be like, you know, Jordan took off from three feet behind the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man. Like, I feel like we're just setting kids up for failure. Like, the kids that we have and shit, we're going to be like, yeah, son, I'm telling you, Michael Jordan was so good. He once dunked from half court. And then they just going to be like, on this, I'm looking at the YouTube. I actually have video footage of this. It's like, yes, I'm telling you, Blake Griffin jumped over an SUV and dunked it on a 12-foot rim. But this looks like a Kia. And it's, it's the hood. It's not even the... I don't know what car this is. Yeah, yeah. This isn't even the roof. This is the hood. What is, what is this shit? But anyway, man, let's do some news, man. Um, saw my random guy. Ex-Bear, and by Ex-Bear, they actually don't mean the animal. They mean the Chicago Bear. I hope not. Uh, Ex-Bear admits to having sex with Yang. Former Bear testified that he and Marty Yang had sex the night before his girlfriend's murder. Bear's great, Sean Gale, admitted that he had a sexual relationship with Marty Yang and that they had had sex the night before the murder of his pregnant girlfriend, Ronnie Ruter, or Router. The admission came during Gail's testimony in Yang's murder trial in Wakagon on Tuesday. Yang is accused of killing Router and her unborn child to eliminate her romantic competition. Damn. Yes. So he had sex with the chick that killed his pregnant girlfriend. Damn. The defense cross-examined Gail on his relationship with another woman, Monica Kurausa. Kurauska? Yeah, he was fucking everybody. Uh, Gail first told police that he suspected Kurauska in the murder. He said he had an order of protection against her for a series of harassing letters and stalking. Gail says he was questioned by the Deerfield police for 10 hours after the murder. During opening statements on Friday, the defense warned that Gang was a victim too. According to William Hendricks, uh, attorney, I'm sorry, attorney William Hendricks told jurors that there was no obsession or motive. He said that at the time of the slaying, Gail was seeing 18 or 19 different women. Damn. So I get a rap. <laughs> round and round. Here we go. I get a round. I got a picture of Wilt Chamberlain over his bed. Yelling wow. a towel. Don't stop for hoes. I get a round. Yeah, what is you pushing them in the door? Push one out the front door? Damn, that's a lot of pickets to go around. Ain't 18 it? to 19 women, dude. Oh, God. This dick must have been shaped. I know. That's a lot of fucking. I'm yeah. sorry, man. That's I'm some cocoa sex fucking that much. <laughs> Even if I was cheating, I'm not cheating with that many women. That's that's work, then. Now it's work to cheat. It's more, you'd be easier off being, being faithful. I know, right? Think of working hard to cheat. If you don't got to put in no work and they just coming, then you probably don't have to put in that much. Nah, work. you got to put in your Google Calendar and shit. Because you got all bitches is crazy, man. You got like, oh man, three o'clock is here. I'm it's sorry. Like, damn, I ain't fucked her in three weeks. I got to put it in the rotation. Yeah, fuck. Ah, ah, Slipping. Ah. Uh, he said that at the time of the slaying, Gail was seeing 18 to 19 different women. And he called Yang's purported confession to the crime a festival of liars. But if she confessed to the crime, I mean, she did that shit. Anyway, guys, uh, just a reminder. That's why you don't cheat with crazy. Speaking of crazy, y'all watch Basketball Watch? Uh, nah, I haven't watched it. Oh, well, apparently Evelyn is leaving the show, supposedly. She is? 
Evelyn is so blown over by the whole Tammy beef, she's supposedly quitting being a basketball wife. Quotations around wife. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to start being a basketball wife. <laughs> <laughs> now, her thing is that she dated uh, Antoine Walker uh-huh. and was engaged to him for like 10 years or something, or had a relationship for 10 years. They never got married. Um, and I found out that she's like 40, you know, like the other day. And I, wow. I mean, yeah, she looked pretty good for 40, man. She does. I mean, but all of them wives look good. Cause that's, that's their job. Yeah, that's what their real job is. Yeah. <laughs> Jim GTL, they about that life. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she got into beef with Tammy, who is Kenny Anderson's old wife. Mm-hmm. And she was also a cast member on The Real World. And she's also crazy. It's a little crazy as hell. Yeah, she's one of she's paranoid crazy. Where like you don't even be talking about her, but, but she, she feel like you talking yes. about her. Yes, she like yes, she like the fat bitch from the bad girls club. Right, like she's like, like it, I know they're talking about me. Like I'm gonna be Tammy and y'all be the basketball wives. Okay. Mmm, <laughs> that dinner show was good, child. I'm so full. Yeah, let me get. I need a bottle of wine after that. Bitch, what you call me? I ain't no bitch, bitch. I cut your ass. Where we come from? We don't play that. That's how bitches get beat the fuck down. Okay. Okay. It's not gonna be okay. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. I'll put my foot in your ass. Uh uh-uh, uh. You don't know me. Just calm down. Calm down. <laughs> I, I am calm. It's gonna be okay. I can tell she was crazy from the way she was smoking a cigarette. Like what? the way she held a cigarette. I was like, ooh, that's how crazy people hold their cigarettes. <laughs> how the hell the crazy people hold cigarettes? She had a ledge because she was holding it kind of like this, and she was talking like this, and that's how crazy women hold their cigarettes, dog. Like. They with the sponged up neck and like all she was missing was like a head wrap. And I was like, oh, I've seen you before. Yes, I have. In every project. So <laughs> she looked like the mother off Precious. Yes. She was holding it like Monique and Precious. Seriously. I know that posture is all I'm saying. So, uh, Source is close to, uh, Anyway, so she, I'm sorry, Tammy got into it with Evelyn. Yes. Uh, because Evelyn confessed to her that at one point in time, she was fucking her husband. Kenny Anderson, back before she knew that, I guess, Tammy was married to her and shit, and Tammy had just told her how she looked up to Evelyn and all this personal shit, and uh, it did not, it, it went down. Yeah, and, uh, Yeah, so, um, now I guess because of this this tip, she might not be back. Um, I, don't know, I don't know how, I can't say how I handle that. I'd be like, you know, if you came over, it's like, well, you know, I was fucking your wife before y'all got together and I, I didn't know y'all was together yeah. when I was fucking with you. Now that we've been kicking it for a year or two. Yeah, now we cool. <laughs> I couldn't say I'll be now, now in, 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 I, I don't know if it matters to you but it's her it's her ex-husband at this point and she knew he was a cheater. But well, I don't know if that would make any difference. I'm not trying to it probably make right it worse it's like he's already you know he's cheating on you. And the thing and is though like when you cheated with your whole girl well, the question is this. When do you tell that? You either, you tell either that? never tell that, which is what I would say. Yep. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess you... Because t- the thing is, Sha- she told Shawnee, and it was like a celebration or something, a dinner or something. And she told Shawnee O'Neal, uh, Evelyn told Shawnee O'Neal, hey, I got a secret, and I got to tell you I slept with her husband back in the day. And Shawnee, because... And I, She's the queen pen, because Shawnee was like, ooh, this would be good for the show. She's like, well, why don't you go out there and tell her she out there smoking. And she, and, uh, she knew that wasn't going to and, 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 like, first they show Evelyn walk out by herself and start talking to Tammy. Then, like, the next scene when they cut back, Shawnee's sitting right behind her. Might as well be rubbing her hands together like a villain. Like, my pants coming together. And so, uh... <laughs> right? <laughs> talk, bitches, talk! <laughs> so, uh, Make me some more money. 
they start talking and you know of course it escalates to like a little brawl and they security breaks it up and all that shit and uh that's where we're at right now so according to this sources close to the reality star tell us Evelyn Field producers violated her trust by allegedly divulging sensitive information about an illicit relationship she had in the past uh, so, here's the thing. If there's a camera there, can you really call it leaking information? Yeah. I mean, I mean if you come they out... They don't write scripts for this. You come out and whisper on camera to, to somebody, I fucked this other girl's husband. Why do you have a mic on? <laughs> yeah, I'm mic'd up. I don't know if that's a leak. I don't know if we count that as a leak. That's like... Uh, people that go on Twitter and put their personal information out there and then be like, the government is watching us. <laughs> like, nigga, you the one tweeting about your job, not me. And the way I look at it, man, I would never go on one of these, one of these shows because anything that you say to them, they can use. Right. So if you tell them, yeah, I had seven abortions before I was 25, right. then they can, what's to keep them from using that? I mean, are you signing a confidentiality agreement that says you can only use said information? Right. No. Don't nobody want that shit. And so, uh, that's the thing, too, man. It's like, of course, there's going to be confrontations some reality shows this was about. And I think what it is is that Evelyn is going to leave the show because I think she wants to go do a show with Chad Johnson. Yes. And both of them are going to do some type of show together yes. um, because they showed in that same episode she meets Chad Johnson face to face for the first time and they make it appear like oh they went upstairs and fuck and it's a reality show so you don't know I doubt they even had sex yeah. but they, they make it look that way cause I think they're gonna spin it off into something where they could be like see they fuck and now they're going to Europe you know <laughs> and, I, hey, and I say Chad Johnson you get that money player cause you need insurance with this lockout looming no, that's right. I would sign VH1 insurance fast as hell yeah. um anyway uh, we're told that Evelyn believes producers leaked the information to a female cast member in an effort to incite a violent confrontation between the two women on the show. Now look, first of all, Evelyn's a complete bitch. So like, are you really gonna say they had to leak something for you to get in the fight? Yeah. You kinda talk a lot of shit, Evelyn. You can't get mad. It was gonna happen. Put it that way. Like, you talk greasy to people to their face. Yes, yeah, she and, does. And, you know, you value that honesty and talking to people. And I told y'all about people that value honesty. Be careful, because they normally are mean. Um, but you value being real, real honest to people's face. You're probably gonna get in a fight at some point. You can't yeah. talk to people any other way. Um, so, I don't know. That, I mean, maybe they leaked the information. Maybe they didn't. Uh, we're told that Evelyn feels completely betrayed and even fired off an email to producers last night saying she wants to leave the show for good. So far, no official comment from Evelyn. Um, so she didn't know how the show was going to be edited until she saw it? She well, might not have. never know how it's going to be edited. She might not have. Huh, that's because, crazy. Because a lot of times, I know it's on the real world, they do hours and hours and hours of footage. But what they show are the fights and what they yeah, show, you know. Yeah. So they say a lot of times they actually get along with each other most of the time. I just wonder. I guess I just always that's true. And I, it's my bad for assuming. I just always assume that people had it in their contract. Like, show me what the fuck y'all gonna put on TV uh, before definitely. other people see it. Like, I never really thought that these cats 
are literally watching themselves on TV mm-hmm. with us. Like, yes. well, oh you know, wait, I did say that, but, but not then. The, on a lot of these like reunion shows and shit, they go, like, I know you said that about me, and da da da. Right. So I, I always assume that you know they're just they'll edit it down and present it however they, they feel and they like probably it. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed editing you know they'll probably shoot the whole season they'll be like oh well America likes this person and America yeah. thinks so and so is crazy so you mean from week to week they adjust yeah. the show they'll be like well let's let's edit it to show so and so looking a little extra crazy and let's yeah. push that angle more well I know there's a format to all of the uh, shows and stuff uh, you know, especially with the confrontation and the wrap up and the yeah. closure and all that shit. No one makes up in 30 minutes. But, um, the other thing too that I've noticed is there's a lot, and if you pay attention to editing, you can see it. There's a lot of scenes where they put reaction shots that are clearly to different shit than what's happening in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like they'll just, like they'll be like, well, you know, your man didn't come to my fashion show like I asked him to. And then they show another clip where it's like a little later in the day. Maybe Royce had shades on, but now her shades are in her hand. And then they just show her rolling her eyes hard as hell. Then they go back to the big cut of the scene. And you see Royce clearly has her shades back on her head. It's it's, it's noon instead of two. Like, it's like they do some shady shit to make the show extra, extra. Yeah. So, you know. But, but I appreciate it. Me too. As, as a spectator from the outside. Plus, I mean, I recognize the signs of cray cray, and that's really all that matters. Yeah, and sure. it's, it's not to me; it's not real. So, yeah, man. Um, and then they always editorialize on these gossip articles. It's yeah, like man. you have the actual shit that happened, but listen to this. Oh dear, wherever will VH1 find a drama queen who has spread her legs for multiple professional athletes <laughs> to replace her? Five question marks. Newsflash, Evelyn, you are a nun motherfucking factor, biatch. For those of you thirsty to see what's going down since the camera stopped rolling, the cast reunites for the two-part Basketball Wives 2 reunion special, airing Sunday, March 13th, and Monday, March 14th at 8 p.m. And in related Basketball Wives news, new photos of Shawnee are rumored to be dropping in 54321, and she shaved. <laughs> oh, and she shaved. Wow, you serious? Man, but look at all that extra shit they put on that. Like, yeah, which was unrelated. Could, like, could the uh, Wall Street Journal write the article like that? <laughs> like, Obama, uh, Obama does not pass regulations against banks. Oh, this nigga is so extra with his. <laughs> yes, and he shaved. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, punk ass nigga. Um, speaking of speaking of sad entertainment news. Um, remember little baby Bobby, Bobby Christina? Yeah. The child Bobby. of Bobby and Whitney? Yeah. Yes. America's first, well, I consider the real first couple of black America. Before Obama, you know. No, that, was, that was Will and Jimmy. No, it was, it was Whitney and Whitney and Bobby before them. They was the first. That was the first couple. We said, this is a power couple. <laughs> you imagine how much crack they could buy with all their money? I know that's what I bought it all. They did. They bought as much as they could. They stopped about that shit. Well, apparently, their daughter, who was caught, you know, um, snorting cocaine yeah. on, pic- on camera the other day, wow. is ha- is shopping a sex tape. Little Bobby Christina. How old is she? Uh, I hope she's 18. Yeah, I guess 18. No. Oh, but here's the question I got about this. Um, one, shame on Lawrence Fishburne, because this is all his fault. Yeah. Um, but then number two, um, if I had a time machine and the ability to, to bet, 
I think I would have took the money on Bobby Christina being a coked out porn whore. Yeah, Back I'm in saying. like 1999. No, <laughs> like I probably would have been like, hey, they on crack? Tell me about that, man. Wow. How come Vegas don't have odds on shit like that? Because I would, be I would get paid. I would get paid. I'm like, oh, really? So you think that, uh, like, like if you told me right now that uh, Suri Cruz, uh, Tom Cruise's daughter, turns out to be some type of crazy, ratchet-ass celebrity that goes crazy, has drug problems and shit at like 18. I, I would love to invest in that now. I'd love to gamble on that now because I'd be rich by the time she got 18. Yeah. Anyway. The cost would be very high. Um, here's a shocking, shocking findings in this study. Women who post lots of photos of themselves on Facebook value appearance need attention. Study finds. Really? Mm. I never would have guessed that. Yes. They did research for this. Millions of dollars. Uh, a study on how people use social networking websites such as Facebook confirms that many, what many of us suspected. Women who post loads of face, uh, photos of themselves on their sites are conveying some strong personal characteristics. According to new research, these women are more likely to base their self-worth on appearance and use social networking to compete for attention. The study involved 311 men and women with an average age of 23 in order to better understand aspects of social networking behavior, the researchers looked at the amount of time subjects spent managing their profiles, the number of photos they shared, the size of their online networks, and how promiscuous they were in terms of friending behavior. <laughs> promiscuous friending? Yeah. Man, I've been friending all kinds of bitches all day, my nigga. No. I had a friend train last night. <laughs> <laughs> all my homeboys friended this bitch. <laughs> Or you get one, they be like, oh man, she a friend hoe, dog. Everybody got her as a friend. Everybody. <laughs> don't be trying to, you over here talking about in a relationship. <laughs> oh, that's the word. Yeah. Oh. Don't turn a, don't turn a Facebook hoe into a housewife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't turn a friend to a relationship. No. Yeah, hell on top of that, they talking about 23. Of course people are concerned about their appearance when they're 23. Some people are always concerned about their appearance, but once you get older and you be like, you know what, fuck it, I don't care no more. Yeah, I would like to see, like, if they use the older age group, like, because I think it gets more crazy if you're, like, 35 constantly on Facebook well, posting pictures of yourself yeah. and you, shit. Like, that yeah. person is somebody we need to study. Well, the yes. thing is, I think it, it, it just fluctuates. I think it gets real high when you're in your early to mid-20s and that shit just falls off. But if you're on Facebook hard when you're in your, like, 40s and 50s, I got some family members on there that's... That's, um, retired. Right. And they on Facebook posting pictures all day, every day. Right. So, I want to see the stats on that shit. Uh, as the results suggest persistent differences in the behavior of men and women that result from a central focus on female image and appearance. Uh, it's disappointing to me that in the year 2011, so many young women continue to assert their self-worth via, via their physical appearance. In, the, in this case, by posting photos of themselves on Facebook as a form of advertising. Apparently, these niggas have not seen Twitter, because Titty Tuesday would have shut this uh, the study down. For real. Well, I don't know. People, Look at these fellas. Yeah, but people don't typically send pictures of their own kids. Uh, apparently, you, you don't understand Mr. Panama Bombs and tweets. Those are from people. Those are not just pictures. Panama Bombs. Killing the game. Killing it, son. <laughs> I don't care about Titty Tuesdays, but I'm all about Thumb Thursday. Seriously, I need to get Miss Santa Bob on the show just so I can be like, where do you get those wonderful 
wonderful pictures. I know, right? I need to <laughs> make friends with her friends. How did you get them to? Uh, how did you get them to, to do that? Uh, here's an article that Karen wanted me to read. Napping on game day is prevalent among NBA players. That's right. The all-star point guard Steve Nash is 37 and knows that the decline may come fast at his age. But his solution is not to increase conditioning or lift more weights. <laughs> That's preposterous. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> Instead, he plans to increase his nap time, seizing an element of the NBA life as common as a three-point shot. Um, Here's a question I got, though. This does not help the NBA's reputation. <laughs> when you're trying to fight off lazy, overpaid players, and then you got, I mean, at least he's Steve Nash, so it's not a black dude. But, like, when they come up with this negotiation with the CBA, you know, fans gonna turn on them real quick, like, y'all got articles about napping. I can't nap in my job. Anyway, uh, if you nap every game day, all those hours add up and it allows you to get through the season better, Nash says. I want to improve at that, so by the end of the year, I feel better. Nash is on, among a great majority of NBA players who swear by their pregame nap. Most are interested in its restorative benefits, although a few may be trying to counter the boredom. Uh, whatever the reason, balls stop bouncing and shoes stop screeching every afternoon. Everyone in the league office knows to, not to call players at 3 p.m. <laughs> but you know what? They got siesta. But you know what? I understand that shit because when I was in college, when I was running, after you finish with practice and shit, you just want to lay the fuck down. Yeah. And take a nap because you're working hard for hours, so I can't even hate on them for that. Yeah, plus they probably go to Chipotle and get a burrito at lunch. And I know after I have a Chipotle burrito at lunch. Who? I had a burrito I ready for a nap. Yeah. burrito today. <laughs> I had to stay with about two, three cups of coffee because I was fading. I only had an hour and a half left to work. <laughs> I was fading. Like, everybody always uses this shit to slander athletes. Man, I'm nothing but envious. Uh, I right. wish I could have a job where I could be like, I'm taking a nap. I, I need my, to be refreshed. I told my wife I'm jealous of elementary kids because they get nap time scheduled into their shit every day. Say that again. I was like, let my boss tell me, like, look, Will, every day, about 10.30, you're going to have to take a nap. I'd be like, you know what, sir? I'll do now I don't I don't feel like it's fair because the next dude they quoted here is Grant Hill. Why y'all gotta quote all the old ass <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm talking some young players in here. <laughs> Ricky Henderson. I'm looking at the names of this article. Ricky Henderson. Ken Griffey Jr. Like, come on, man. What are we? Kobe Bryant. I don't know. Oh, uh, LeBron James takes naps too. LeBron. So, yeah. Anyway, next article. Workplace Privacy Council. Uh, this article is called Is it really illegal to require an applicant or employee to disclose her password to a friends-only Facebook page? Recently, the American Civil Liberties Union of Maryland tried to publicly embarrass the Maryland Department of Public Safety and Correctional Services uh, into suspending its practice of asking job applicants to disclose their Facebook password so that the department could check whether the applicant's wall or stored email revealed any connection to criminal activity. According to a letter dated January 25, 2011, sent by the ACLU to the Maryland Correctional uh, Corrections Department, this practice is illegal under the Federal Store Communications Act, and they give like the number for it. Um, but uh, it says that their contention is inaccurate. Both of the cited statutes prohibit unauthorized access to electronic communications stored at uh, at an electronic communication service provider. Even assuming that the statutes apply to content stored on Facebook servers, uh, and that point is far from settled, 
The Maryland Corrections Department did not gain unauthorized access to applicants' Facebook page. Rather, the department would access information on Facebook only after the applicant authorized such access by providing the department with the applicant's password. So basically, it's a catch-22 because their defense is... But you gave us your password. But that's so that's your permission. But, but it's like, I'm applying for a job, and you ask me for this shit. If I, say if I no. decline, what happens then? Do I not get the job? Because more than likely, some other dope is going to fucking give you the ad, the, the, their password. What happens if you don't have a Facebook password? Yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah, that's some bullshit right there. Uh, the true core of the ACLU's position is the following assertion contained in January 25th, 2011 letter. There can be little question, but the fourth authorization in quotes, such as the demanded, such as that demanded of the applicant by the Maryland Corrections Department, is not proper authorization under the SCA, given the disparate bargaining power of the employer and the employee or applicant. Uh, while rhetorically appealing at the first blush, this argument assumes too much, especially with respect to applicants, because what it, what their argument is, what I just said, hey. Nigga, you trying to hire me. This ain't fair. You just asking for shit. You know, what else you gonna ask for? Like, I need to see your bank statements. Yeah, let me see your phone, nigga. <laughs> Who the fuck is Sharice? <laughs> so what I want to know is how many people did they hire who failed to give that information? Right. You know, if, if they're hiring a lot of people who don't give it, I mean, then yeah, still, then it's but really it's still bad because bad. Yeah. people are still going to be pressured into doing it. But if they ain't hiring yeah. nobody who denied that information, then that's just legal shit. Yeah. And my thing is that I have the right to have a Facebook page. It is none of your fucking business as my employer. I don't mean no harm to, to follow me and track me. That's why you should not friend your companies out there, people. Right. Damn right. Um, don't put your company name on none of your shit. Nothing, nothing. And, my, and I, I think the thing that really upsets me at, about this article, why do you feel like you have the right to ask me this? Right. In the first place. You can ask anything you want. Nah, fuck that, man. I'm with you. That that is not common practice. It's not it's not professional. It doesn't have anything to do with the job. Like what do you think you're gonna find on my like I get that it's kinda like those NFL interviews they do during when they're trying to draft dudes. Mm -hmm. Sure, you could ask anything. But but after you ask, yeah, it's okay for people to go, that's an asshole question. This is one of those asshole questions. Like yeah, technically it's not illegal to ask for the shit, but yeah, it's kind of, if, if I was to be like, so, uh, your mother, uh, fucked your dad, but he never married her, huh? <laughs> like, what the fuck they got to do with anything? And what the fuck they got to do with me working at McDonald's? And on top of that, I would be the asshole if I jumped across and beat you with them fries. I would be the asshole. <laughs> you shouldn't ask that. What, what, the, what are you going, what are you planning to find on Facebook that has to do with criminal activity? What? Pictures yeah. of people smoking blunts and, yeah. and killing bitches. I would like to be a cop. Uh, let me see your Facebook pictures. Ooh. Yeah, so I got a couple pictures of me burying the body. I'm sorry about that. It might look like I just shot a nigga in the chest and put it on my Facebook account. And shared it with everybody. Who would do that? And on top of that, and I, I think that with so, and this is my personal opinion, people don't draw the privacy line. And there's no cut and dry laws in our land about what's private and what's not. And so many people are so open with so much information about themselves that they don't think nothing's wrong with that. But at the same time, when it costs you a job or it costs you a promotion or all of a sudden you have a problem, because see, a lot of people might, might get information because they feel like if I don't give it, I might have problems getting things or getting yes, things done. That's exactly job. what they're doing. But my thing is, it's none of your fucking business. I just, I mean, I think that it's, it's definitely a step over the bounds 
for me. I think they they've gone too far. Yes. And I hope that this shit gets ruled against, but yeah. who knows? Well, man. you know, the problem the problem for them is that you know everybody knows now. Well, a, a lot of employers are going and looking on Facebook. A lot of employers are going and trying to find a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. That's why people lock their shit up, especially when you're looking for a job. Yeah, they lock that shit up, and so the companies are like, well, shit. I can't just go and look because nobody has a public profile anymore, but I want to find some shit. Give me your pass. Why don't we just ask them? And there's one thing to say, just give me your pass, let me see. But to say, give me your password, that means you have complete authorization. You can change my password. You could do whatever you wanted from my account. You can add pictures and shit. I'm like, so no, fuck that. Oh, let's see. Speaking of privacy, debit cards are thinking about putting a fifty dollars spending limit on your card. I don't get that. Uh, declines. Your debit card may soon be denied for purchases greater than a hundred dollars, or even as little as fifty dollars. J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the nation's largest banks, is considering capping debit card transactions for either fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, according to a source with knowledge of the proposal. Why? Because of a tricky thing called interchange fees. Yes, sir. Right now, every time you swipe your debit card, your bank charges the retailer an average of 44 cents, which it shares with its partners. Those little fees, however, add up to about $16 billion per year, according to 2009 data from the Federal Reserve. But as part of the Wall Street reform legislation that is passed last year, uh, or that was passed last year, these fees are being slashed. The Fed is currently proposing rules that will go into effect in July that would cap interest fees at 12 cents. So they will be losing a shit ton of revenue. Yeah. $16 billion and you cutting that shit down by like, to like, not a even fourth? fourth of, yeah, like yeah. a fourth and, of the And the problem I have with this is that banks do shit outside of banking. And they made billions of dollars by doing non-banking shit and charging fees. Right. So now people are like, look, you can't feed people like this. You can't rip them off and take the take the money. I can't have uh, be off by a penny and you post eight different things, charge me thirty dollars every time and all this shit. That's why this stuff came in play. Right. And so now when I go with my debit card with your company and buy some shit, I'm gonna get declined now because I'm not within your price range. Especially limiting me to my own. Yeah, money. yeah it's my money. Like, I, I might understand credit card maybe because you're. Well, you're borrowing money pretty much and agreeing to pay it back. But this is the money that I already have. And I don't know about y'all, but I can't fucking buy $50 worth of groceries. I'd have to make four, five trips through the damn grocery line right. just to pay for a week of groceries That's in my house. Right. And what am I supposed to do if I'm, I'm going somewhere I'm, I want to make a car payment? I want to do something like that. I mean, shit, saying this is as much of your money as you can spend, is stupid. Uh, aside from mulling over a limit on transaction amounts, Chase is already testing $3 monthly fees on debit cards and $15 fees on checking accounts in certain states. $15 fee? Shit. Yeah, that's crazy, yo. That's ridiculous. So they, right. they try, they, all they're doing is recouping the money from another avenue. Yeah, right. Of course. It's, it's just funny because when you cut them off at the, the knees with the slick shit, they just had to be blatantly open with their game. Like, <laughs> nigga, give me your $15. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, we can do this the easy way. Yeah. <laughs> we can do this the hard way. They doing this shit like Big Worm, like my money pump. Like, it's crazy, dude. Um, Let's see. Uh, additionally, the bank announced in November that it has stopped issuing debit reward cards. A Chase spokesperson declined comment on the story, of course. Uh, revenue banks get from interchange fees help to offset money loss from fraudulent transactions. 
So with the Fed proposing the cap in place, banks uh, argue that they won't have the money to protect themselves against fraud. And of course, the bigger the purchase, the bigger the risk. So banks are considering limiting customers' ability to pay by debit card. If banks cannot recapture their fraud prevent costs, a uh, prevention cost, it is likely that a lower percentage of transactions at the point of sale will be approved. If the final rules that are issued in April look like the draft, there's no question it will impact how we and other issuers price deposits and payment services and what features and benefits are included. And this is some bullshit. This is my money. I take my ass to work really every day and my money posted in your account and, and, and the account that you give me. If, if that's the case, I understand them charging fees to have the accounts, I'm cool with that. I ain't but cool don't. With $15, but, but, I mean, $15 is high, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather you charge me and let me spend my money on what I want to spend it on and don't. And I'll go fight some shit and I'm looking crazy because they'll be like, you ain't got no money. Yeah, I'd be like, damn, nigga, this was only $51. You that broke? I'd be like, well, now here I the, got it. I now, get to it. Now, here are the alternatives. They're saying if this shit does pass, consumers will be forced to write checks. <laughs> yeah, right. I hate motherfuckers that write checks. Damn, I, I hate motherfuckers that write checks. Hey, but we'll all be some check-writing motherfuckers, though. <laughs> what? Um, withdraw cash from ATMs. Which, which you have to pay a fucking fee for. Well, if it's unless, not your bank. Unless it's, yeah, if it's your bank, it's good. But, yeah, my thing is but I, then I you got to make a plan, robbed. like, I got to go buy my bank. Then yeah. Go to the yeah, the grocery store is a half mile from my house. Right. The bank... Right. It's a good six miles from my house. So I'm going to have to go 12, 13 miles to go make a one-mile grocery trip. Uh, let's see here. Um, That's what you call winning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It says, and the other thing you can do is uh, put your spending on your credit cards. So, yeah. like, this yeah, is just right. you got to pay interest, interest on your own money. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're paying that shit off every month, which people won't do. No. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, that's just crazy. Um, speaking of crazy, Mick Runner trains for marathon by eating only McDonald's. <laughs> what? McDonald's what? Salads? Yeah. Apparently, Joe D'Amico plans to run the Los Angeles Marathon on March 20th after training for 30 days on a diet of McDonald's fast food alone. Uh, it may sound more like a... alive? Yeah, you, I'm more... Um, first of all, this is a big gimmick, but yeah. I'm way more um, of... I'm, I'm just more shocked that he's able to eat 30 days at McDonald's. That's I worked great. at McDonald's. Yeah. After about two weeks of eating that food, I was you throwing don't want it up. It anymore. No, you I was. Smell it wasn't. I don't want it. I literally could not eat it. Yeah. I was trying. Like it would be like, and like I had, I was searching for the food I could keep down. That's how bad the food at McDonald's is for you if you eat it constantly. Yeah. And it wasn't like I ate it for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I was one, just eating it one time that for... one free meal. Yeah, my one free meal a day. And it got to the point where I was like, uh, I guess I'll... What's left on the menu? I guess I can eat some cookies and keep those down. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it sounded like McDonald's hired this dude. He's like, hey, look, we need somebody to run a marathon and eat McDonald's food for one month so we can show it's actually not that bad for you. It may sound more like a recipe for getting the runs than running fast, <laughs> but the ultra lean D'Amico aims to beat his personal best time of 2 hours and 36 minutes. A 6 minute mile pace that should put him among the top 50 finishers. My wife told me I was crazy, D'Amico said, and was 36, but yes. I was... But I, I think he dropped dead from a heart attack after the race. <laughs> but I love McDonald's and I love running and this was a great Way to combine the two. D'Amico, who has been blogging about his progress at McRunner.com, 
has been eating three meals a day at the Golden Arches for the last two weeks. Yeah. Three meals a day? Damn. What is his cholesterol like? What's his blood pressure like? You know what's funny is like, I, I wonder what he's ordering there. You know, like, I'm trying to tell you, it's the salad. <laughs> he ain't want no big Mac and fries or number five with a he's sweet like, tea. He's like, can I have a McOrange slices, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some water, please. Yes, I, would, I, would, I would like two McGrapes. Well, you, know how they, <laughs> you know how they have like different menus for different areas. Yeah. He's like, I'll have the McTofu. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll have the McSalmon, please. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and give me that McGrilled fish you got on your menu. <laughs> With the McVegetables. Let me get the McKale. <laughs> yes. And the McShrimp salad. Yes. With the McLettuce on the side with the extra light version McDressing you got going on there. McVegetables. Oh. Alright, uh, he usually starts the day with a plate of hotcakes. That's some bullshit. And egg and muffin and an orange juice. He eats a grilled chicken sandwich for lunch, washes it down with a large Coke. Then enjoys a hamburger and fries for dinner. Now, first of all, that's bullshit. Yeah. A hamburger and fries. That's what kids eat. Yeah. Like, yeah. No one like him. Like, give me a big kid's meal. Like, no one, no one orders that at McDonald's. <laughs> what grown man? I couldn't even. You, you know what? That's a man law. If you go to a McDonald's <laughs> and you order a kid's a, a meal, kid, some kids menu items, look, look, your ass is not a man. Yeah. No, if your no, meal comes with a toy, your ass is not a man. I qualify that because. Nothing's wrong with ordering cheeseburgers if you get like three or four of them. Right, yeah. Because, you know, if you got $4, you got to make it stretch. Yeah. I don't understand. I'll go there and get four cheeseburgers and a large fry or something. But right. ordering a, a hamburger. <laughs> a hamburger. <laughs> Not even with cheese. A hamburger, dude. No respect for this nigga. No. Um, ain't got no bacon on it or nothing. No. I bet that chicken sandwich dry as hell. You know, it's just the, the bread and the chicken. Yeah. And he has cookies for dessert. His only deviation from McDonald's menu is a daily multivitamin, tap water, and an energy gel that he takes while on the road. What is an energy gel? I don't know. I don't that know. shit sounds disgusting. Though. Maybe that's what's really this whole shit is about. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is. It is his doctor says a less than ideal preparation for a 26.2 mile ordeal. But Diamico uh, insists that uh, it's been very. It's been, he's been feeling really good. Unlike filmmaker Morgan Spurlock, and you know, they do that super size me dude, yeah. gained 24 pounds after eating a McDonald's for a month. Uh, I can do it because I'm running 100 miles a week. Ding, 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 there yeah. you have it. Yeah. The secret is this nigga runs 100 miles a week. Damn. To, he he to, runs more than I drive to work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also funny though, because he runs 100 miles a week. To stay to stave off the effects of eating McDonald's. Yes, you. And it's not like he's ordering the good shit. It's not like he's like he got a McGriddle. Then he went in there for lunch. He got a double quarter pounder with cheese and some fries. Like this nigga is barely eating McDonald's. Give me an Angus burger. He's like, okay, so you can have a hamburger, but you need to run twelve miles tonight. Well, you know, he was probably like when he made this deal with McDonald's, which we all know he did. It's like, hey, look. All I can eat. What you got on your menu is under 300 calories. Right. <laughs> you know he did. And you, the thing is, he swears that he's not doing it for, like, McDonald's or anything. But I want if that if, I, if an ad pops up during the NBA Finals. With this the, nigga running beside right. the marches. <laughs> and when he's, like, running past Jared as Jared walks the subway. Don't tell me. Don't say I didn't tell you something. Um, I'm not reading this article. I couldn't find out funny about that one anyway. 
Uh, all right, Florida police uncover concealed cocaine in a cyclist bum. A U.S. man riding a bike reportedly with a tube of drugs containing 12 crack cocaine rocks stuck up his ass has been charged by police. Wow. Clarell Jamar Colbert. um, Obviously a white man. Yeah, Colbert report. (laughs) Of Florida was arrested after police... <laughs> now, if he's black, it's Colbert. It's Colbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know who uh, Look at the first and middle back. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. I know. Was arrested after police found the tube of crack in his buttocks. After a police dog smelled a narcotic narcotic odor <laughs> coming from his rear. Oh, God. So he's like, oh, dogs always smell people's ass. You know how they do. <laughs> anyway, man, beat it, dog. Beat it. You're like, why are you all barking and growling and biting your ass? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's fine. That's all. <laughs> That dog was on it. According to a police report, Colbert, 19, was spotted out. <laughs> 19 is too young to have crack rocks in your ass. I'm yes, sorry. it is. Now, at 45, that's acceptable. But 19, I will not hear it. Uh, he was riding his bike in the middle of the street where he was obstructing traffic. Nigga, you wanted to get caught. During a pat-down, Colbert, Colbert pulled away <laughs> from from where he got, when the dog got near his uh, rear waistline. According to the report, as the deputy searched Colbert, he uh, felt something tube-like in his behind. How do you feel something tube-like in your behind by doing the pat-down? I don't want this job. Uh, most, am I the only one? It must imagine? be sticking out or something. Oh, disgusting. Am I the only one? It didn't say coming out of his behind. He said he felt something tube-like in his behind. Uh, let me read that line again. <laughs> he felt something tube like in his behind. Yeah. True. He stuck a finger in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He was doing a little edge work on his pat down. Oh, yeah. I think this is supposed to be a pat down. I think this is the cop from Crash. <laughs> oh. Um, you know what's funny though is, uh, one, I would have never found this, but, um, like, I don't understand how the dude, like, was riding down the street on his bike. I keep picturing him in like the Lance Armstrong tights. <laughs> yes, I know, that's what I'm and I know this nigga probably was just wearing some jeans. <laughs> I know, that's what I was riding in the middle of the road. I keep picturing him with like the helmet and everything. What seems to be the problem, officer? Well, anytime they say cyclist, right? <laughs> and that's what you think of. They should have said a nigga on a bike. Well, yes. now, now we know that how Lance Armstrong was able to get by them drug tests. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Check his ass. Um, study. Chickens are empathetic. Mm. Yes. I never would have thought that. The basis of empathy in the chicken has been detected. British researchers at Bristol University have detected a psychological response, a physiological response in hens in reaction to what's happening to their offspring. Measuring the hens' eye, temp- eye temperature and heart rate. Eye temperature? How do you even find something? I don't know. Stick this thermometer in your eye. No! Ow! My empathy. My empathy is acting up. <laughs> um, measuring the hen's eye temperature and heart rate, the researchers found a significant change in both when their chicks were exposed to a puff of air. Um, this simple test, researchers say, could have implications on how animals are treated in the farm and the laboratory. One of the authors, Joe Egger, a doctoral student in the School of Veterinarian Sciences, uh, Sciences said that this proves that adult female chickens have at least one of the traits required for empathy. The ability to be affected by and share the emotional state of another. I don't know how that study Does proved this that. Chicken's got feelings or something? Right. Anyway. Chickens whole, are delicious. That's exactly where I was going. The whole point of this study is no one gives a fuck 
if chickens got emotions. They are too tasty. Yes. You know and what? I dogs, like... we allow dogs to have emotions because they don't taste good. Yes, and I don't give a damn about his feelings. Chicken is good. Fried, baked, smothered, covered, chunk. I like chicken. I would, I think I would prefer my chickens not to give a fuck. Because mm-hmm. you give a fuck about your kids dying, then you might not pop out as many more chickens, and I'm not going to have as much chicken to eat. I'm telling you right now, nobody cares. They too delicious. Mm-hmm. We don't care if they give a fuck or not. I wonder how much the grant was for this study. <laughs> I, saying, like, I need three million dollars to blow air into chicken eyeballs. They made entire movies based off of chickens having feelings. Chicken Run is about them trying to escape what basically amounts yeah. what basically amounts to be their holocaust. <laughs> that is their Anne Frank. And we yeah. watch that shit while eating some wings. Like, hey, mm, no, I did watch this. This is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pass the Texas Pete, please. Yes. Uh, last story. Man who beat 100-pound woman into a coma over a New York parking space apologizes, but claims she threw the first punch. Hey, I was wondering what Chris oh. Brown was up to. Since <laughs> <laughs> that restrainer on the guy left it. Um, wow. A father of two accused of punching a woman so hard in a dispute over a parking space that she is still in a coma is claiming that she threw the first punch and he was acting in self-defense. The altercation took place on February 25th uh, when the 4 foot 11 pound, 100 pound Lana Rosas, Rosas, 25, was standing in the space she was saving for her boyfriend on 14th Street in New York's East Village and refused to let the 35 year old 150 pound Oscar Fuller park there. One, 150 pounds not that big. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, two, why is she the one waiting in the space while her boyfriend's driving and parking and shit? Cause you I mean, don't obviously, get out and run around the car. No, it's because women can't drive. We know this. Um, ah! But two, um, why aren't we reading about how this dude got fucked up by her boyfriend? Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was like, that okay. Was, that um, was her boyfriend. Yeah. Like, the dude just show up and was like, oh, man, we ain't getting space. Uh, I'm going to go and park around. Tell her, uh, give us a smell of sauce. I'm going to come back around. <laughs> no, he's like, look, she knocked out. But I'm gonna go get these wings. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>, y'all <laughs> you still gonna be here when I get back, right? <laughs> y'all, got, y'all got it. I'm All not. Right. A, I'm not a chicken, as you can tell. I have no empathy <laughs> right now. Um, they are five cents, girl. I'm not. I'm getting them before seven. So, um, but yeah, man, that's crazy. And it, I love how they keep playing up her size. Yeah. As if she couldn't have been acting like a total. Like I know people say you should never hit a woman, and you never should. I but if she it. swings on you first. No, all I'm saying I think is, the rules go out the window sometimes is what I'm saying. All I'm saying is there's a difference between oh, you know, giving her a little two piece of the biscuit. Right. Then versus, you know, knocking her the fuck out for two weeks or something. A hundred and fifty pound man ain't been in too many fights. That's my yes. guess. That's a light man. He probably don't even know his own story. Oh, no. She was either, a light woman, a hundred pounds. Damn, I weigh more than that. Well either he hadn't been in many fights or he's been in a whole lot of fights. Yeah, yeah. So she fucked with the wrong one. All I'm saying, don't assume because you got a vagina that chivalry is still alive. Yeah. Shit could go down is what I'm saying. Hey, you know, she looked at him. Was you think like, she you think she got hit and she was like, ow, but I have a vagina. She was probably like, oh, this little bitch ass nigga, he only 150 pounds. He don't do shit. Oh, yeah. soft hit. You know, she was bottom. talking greasy in front of all the people watching and stuff. She I want to know, know if the kids were sitting there watching their daddy knock the bitch out. <laughs> Some of his daughters was like, get her. <laughs> hit her like you hit me, daddy. <laughs> hit her like she's mommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the argument that followed left Rosa's lying in the street unconscious with blood pouring from her mouth. 
She has been in a coma at Bellevue Hospital ever since the February 25th incident. Damn, he really not. It sounds more like she oh. hit the ground and had a seizure or some shit. Yeah. Fuller, an electrician from Queens, apologized to Rosa and her family today, but said that he was, uh, he, that it was Rosa's who struck him first. She hit first, and just like we know, there's cameras everywhere inside New York City, he said, from the courthouse steps today after he was released on $100,000 bail. The grand jury indicted him yesterday on one count of felony assault in the second degree. Tore her family, I'm very sorry, very sorry for the situation she's going through right now, and I'm hoping for a speedy recovery. It crushes my... <laughs> Yo, how came to with a view he was still talking shit, though? <laughs> He's like... Yeah, yeah but you still you. knocked out. Yeah. Tell her to get up, I'll smack her ass again. Cut yeah. Oh, now who's got a little dick, huh, bitch? <laughs> huh? You talk shit in front of my daughters like you can't get it. I know. Now who's the real pussy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> yes, she's deserved to die. I hope she burned to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it crushes my life as well when no that when nobody would think anything would happen that it would go this far. Uh, Fuller sped off after knocking Roses down, but witnesses were able to take down his number plate. He was arrested and charged on felony assault charges Tuesday night. He says that he attended a birthday party after the incident. <laughs> Damn! He didn't turn himself in. He just went to the party. Go <laughs> shout it. Shit it's your birthday. We're going to party hey, like it's your birthday. Damn, that's hey. gangster. He's like, you know, I'm not niggas down on a daily. You know what I'm saying? He says, I wish I just let her hit me. It was out of reflex, just a reaction that went the wrong way. Um, Told you, nigga been in too many fights. Yep. Prosecutors said in court papers that Fuller hit Roses with so much force, the woman flew off her feet and was knocked unconscious and hit her head on the ground. They shouldn't be talking so much shit. I so. Hey, you know what they say about a woman with one black eye? <laughs> you already done told her once. <laughs> Misogyny reigns supreme. Yes, it does. <laughs> Started off with mis- women do misogyny, and here I am making it even. <laughs> I got your back, ladies. I'm just making it. We're, making it We're all about women equality. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I'll be misogynistic. We'll be a little misogynistic. I believe a man and a woman can do anything the other ones can do, so I'm gonna be misogynistic. Uh, Roses was meeting her boyfriend Joe Oliver for dinner. He was hold- she was uh, was holding a parking space when Fuller approached in this Plymouth Voyager. Oh, that's the official car of ass whoopers. What she didn't know? <laughs> well, you hit the horn. You had the ass whoop. When he hit the horn, it was like, "Move, bitch, get out the way." <laughs> she didn't know. I'm about to knock your lights out. <laughs> oh. Fuller claims that he was polite at first, but when Oliver, who was across the street and preparing to make a U-turn, jumped out of his car, ran towards him. The suspect punched Roses in the face. Whoa! Whoa! Stop the goddamn presence! Wow. So the boyfriend got out his car. Wait, he pulled a U-turn. The boyfriend yeah. pulled a U-turn, hopped out his car, started running towards the dude that was arguing with his girlfriend, and the dude cocked his girlfriend in the face and, and ran. ran. Damn! That's a bitch move, dog. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't care what. I don't care if you swung first. Oh. And then you know what happened. She say her man running over. And she, she took a swung bold. on him. She, she swung bold. on that nigga like, yeah, that's right. My man coming to whoop your ass, bitch. We both about to get something. Dude's like, well, one of you will. And <laughs> my daddy always told me, hit the first nigga hard and see what happens. Um, and everybody else will run. 
According to Fuller's, uh, okay. According to Fuller's lawyer, he punched the woman in the face, but only after she hit him in the eye first. Um, let's see. Fuller claims he was polite at first, but when Oliver, who was across the street, preparing to make a U-turn, okay, then that's when he punched the chick. Uh, my client acted on instant. He didn't act with intent. Uh, we punished the in, we punished intent and foreseeable acts. So, yeah, he's in trouble. Now, it ain't just intent and foreseeable acts. If you accidentally hit somebody, I ain't planning to just drive out in the street and run somebody but, over. But my but. thing, he ain't had a balls to find her boyfriend. Yeah. Come on now. That, that wasn't was, no I mean, I ain't trying to be, I mean, okay, you knock her out, but then damage, you got to fight with the boyfriend too now. Yeah. That's that why, that's where he lost me, dude. Yeah. He was kind of winning for a second. But um, <laughs> he was winning. <laughs> like, for a second, I was like, I can see how this shit could have went wrong real fast. Yeah. But then when they was like, yeah, so uh, he uh, hit the chick and ran. Like, yeah. no, nah, nigga, you a punk. Yeah, yeah. You are straight you pussy for that. <laughs> it wasn't no instinct. It was like, you know, the instinct is to hit somebody back if they hit you. My other instinct is to run <laughs> if you see a bigger nigga coming towards you. Fight flight. Yeah, he was caught in the middle of fight and flight at the same time. Yeah, it's like uh, fight and flight. Yeah, he, <laughs> he combined them shits, yo. He combined them shits. All right, man, we... I forgot to do this, but we need to hurry and do a quick wrap up. Um, luckily, we started the show early, and this one kind of fast. Um, the Bad Girls Club. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We all watched it this week. We good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's go. Cast by cast member. Um, Char. Once again, biggest bitch in the house. Of course, yeah. craziest. By far. Uh, I did enjoy seeing her at the club once again. Get rejected. Get rejected. <laughs> that bitch gets rejected more than like uh, a Mecca Okafor. <laughs> like that, she stay getting blocked. She's but this terrible. time it wasn't that much her fault though. She ain't really get rejected. It's more like her homegirl. Why is she hollering at dudes that got girls though? That's the second time she did that. Yes. I think she was just going for anybody that'll pay her some attention. As you notice, she ain't do it until an old girl walked off. Yeah, and she is so classy that she waited for her to walk off. Cause yes. you know, a regular young twenty-one year old would just walk right off. You know, yeah. she's so classy. Yeah, she is classy. <laughs> that's that's a, trash. Yeah, that's something <laughs> that she might have done when she was twenty-one or twenty-four. But Char is twenty-eight. Yeah, spin on it, rotate it. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the other thing is. Uh, the, the dude that she was trying to holler at, he was kind of whack anyway. Yeah, he yes, was. he was. But apparently, uh, his breath stank. So he came all the way over there, and uh, Corey, uh, who's trying to get her own independence, mm-hmm. said homeboy breath stank to his face. And I'm just saying, I, it's never happened to me. But that's got to be a humiliating feeling, dog. Yeah. The step to a chick in the club and, and like and some, on some nice shit. Yeah. Like he wasn't even he wasn't he even trying to holler. Her. He she stepped to him. And she walked over and was just like, yo, breath stink. You need to get out of here. <laughs> I know that shit was going to slow motion. No, she was, she was hating ah, ah. so hard. Because first of all, she was like, why are you dancing with him when he has a girlfriend? Right. Like, shut the fuck up. You ain't you ain't complaining about the other bitch who was sucking dick. Yeah. She had a boyfriend. You wasn't busting in there like, hey, yo, don't suck his dick. He has a boyfriend. Just let the shit happen. It's good TV. My theory is she sees Shark as her mother. So she just wants to make sure she got a good father figure, man. <laughs> and she can't just have these random dudes hollering at her moms in the club. Wow. Like, mom, you're better than second um, best. Why does Shaw only have one dress on the low? On the low. <laughs> Next time you guys are watching the episode, I like you guys to just check what she's wearing every time she goes to the club. 
That white church dress. She flipped that bitch inside out. <laughs> she like rip off one sleeve. <laughs> It's like that. It's like that dress Marge had in The Simpsons, uh-huh. where she found that dress on sale, and it was like a, a designer uh, fashion. So then she just kept changing the dress so she could hang out with these rich women. Yeah. She like cut the sleeve off and cut the back out, and just kept wearing the same dress. Yeah, no, I swear, Shaw wear her mama's clothes. She wearing this shit with the big ass ruffles and shit. Yes, I'm like, is that like she's in the old folk home right about yeah. now. Yeah, I guess so. Like she should be in the congregation for fucking. Uh, <laughs> Oh, what movie was that with Sealy? Color Purple. With a Martin Luther King fan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes. And then, uh, of course, Charlotte, her girl, Corey, and um, and uh, Ashley get in a fight downstairs Ooh. while she was on the phone and didn't do shit. So yeah. once again, and I hate how this keeps happening, but she is running the house. She mm-hmm. has people fighting on her behalf, don't have shit to do with the argument. And then she'll just sit up there and let them fight and then just cheer. Yeah, and she, everybody was like, yo, go get Char. Go get Char. Yo. I was like, what the fuck they need to go get her for? This beef is between them two. Yeah, as a matter of fact, let's get to Jessica because she was the one yelling at. Jessica, once again, can't take her nowhere. When they were on that fucking interview, she's the only one cursing. Yeah. Like, they were like, listen. get beeped and. Uh, yeah, we're on live radio. You can't be cursing in here. No problem, yo. Anyway, so I was telling this fuck ass dude that bitches and shit. Like, what? Yeah. Why do you gotta talk like that? Yes, he just told you not to cuss. Yeah, and um. I can't stand it, man. She's always. And the thing is, man, she used to be sick. And then, uh, if she wasn't sick, she was passed out. Yeah. And so drunk. now she's been up the last couple of episodes and able to contri- contribute to the ratchetness. Unfortunately. Yeah. And she does nothing but just stay up charged ass. And cuss. She, like, she'll yeah. let charge just fucking, like, bit to her all the time. And she yes. just listens to it. Yes. And even she when she, even it. when she pee, bitch, I'm pissing. Can I at least piss? I know, piss? right? Yes. I was like... Who she talking to? I've never bathroom. had a friend that good. was crazy. Yeah, I was like, why is who she talking to in the bathroom? And then hear the bitch come out the stall. I've never yes. had a friend that good. I mean, now one time I did play a practical joke on Will in the bathroom, but that was different. <laughs> I got you back on that shit. Yeah, it's good, it's bad. that was different though. That was different. Um, all right, yeah. So she's yeah, Jessica's terrible. Um, Corey, uh, she tried to break away from Shar's fold by being nice to Kentucky. And people did forget that when they first got to the house, her and Lauren, Kentucky, were cool. cool. Very cool. Maybe because they both white. But what? (laughs) Whatever. It was cool, though. I don't want to say why. But, um, yeah, they were the coolest in the house for a second. And then people start picking sides and Char picked favorites and start. Corey confessed to Char that she's like the mother she never had and shit. So now, of course, they weren't cool. And Char's so controlling. Like, Corey was nice to Lauren about going on the radio and keeping and not it being professional. A bitch and everything. And Sean took her outside like, what What you tell her? Why you think her for being nice? What's wrong with you? We don't do that. Oh, yeah, she was like, military Sarge? Yeah, she's like, you don't thank somebody for something they supposed to do. Shit, no, we can't be cool. I can't have your back. I can't trust you. You're nice to that bitch. I'm like, first of all, me being me, just because you have beef with somebody doesn't mean I'm all right to go have yeah, beef with that right. person. And you're 29. Why are you playing mean girls? Yeah. You're 29. <laughs> Yeah. That's shit you do when you're like twelve. She don't want she don't want her the sheep to wander off from out of her flock. God, she needs an ass with her. Um, Lauren, Kentucky. So she had her first week without getting in a fight. And yep. uh, I appreciate that. Um the best thing about Lauren this week, um you know, she befriended Corey and they got back cool again. But the best thing was that speech she gave 
she gave Corey was <laughs> after the fight with Ashley. Corey was in the car about to go to the hotel. She was crying and shit. And uh, Lauren walked was like, "Just keep, just keep your head up or some shit like that. So, It'll be okay." Yeah. And she's like, You're too and, pretty for this. And then she slid in that subliminal, like, this is why you need to have your own personality and stop letting Shark control you. <laughs> anyway, best friends forever. <laughs> when you get back, you know, do something yeah. about that. Yes. Fix that issue you have yeah. there. So it was cool to see them get back cool again. Because I like I like Kentucky, even though she is the ugliest one. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Legs. I don't know what it is about her, but I just don't like her. Just, I mean, I like that. Racist. I like, no, I mean, I like that she is constantly. It fights and yes. shit and keep the you know keeps it interesting and shit, but other than that, I mean she's really ugly. I think I only like Corey for one reason. Why? She hit Shark. She's the only yes, one in the house that has hit Shark. I, and she made Shark cry. I, I think that's it. I really cause there's nothing else about her that I like. I mean Kentucky. Yeah, 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 yeah Lauren is Kentucky. Oh my fault, I meant Lauren. I think I only like Lauren cause she hit Shark. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like she hasn't done shit else in the house that and I she, care about. She, she don't back down. And she's yeah, going to she fight. always so get like beat I up. Said, you know, she's always in a fight. Keep it interesting. Uh, no, on the real, I love Ashley. She took an L on that. Oh, we getting that. Uh, Nikki, of course. Um, Nikki, did, Nikki didn't do much this episode. No, um, she did. Was she, she fucking in the bed in. with homeboy? Oh, she did get yeah. the fuck that dude. Yeah. Yo, and Shaw was in the room. What the hell is wrong with Shaw? My theory is that these dudes are clearly fucking these chicks or going home with them. Because it's Hollywood. There's a lot of aspiring actors. I think that these are just dudes that want to be on TV. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because this dude, first of all, it kills me. This bitch is from New Jersey. Right. But all her friends just happen to be out in L.A. Right. In this small period of time. Everybody, I mean, there's a, one or two that are from yeah. the area. But they're from Chicago and L.A. And, Kentucky, and, it, and it's and not they got like. friends that just happen to be there. This is one of the uglier cast. And it it's, not like this, it's not like these dudes are, you know, not not to judge how I do. Look, these dudes show up looking like the lead singer of Maroon Five, and going home with a with a five. Yeah, they going home with a mud duck. Yeah, you going home with a mud duck. And I, from the stories I've heard about Hollywood, is even the D level chicks are finer than the A level chicks from most cities. Yeah. So you going home with bad girls on camera? And you couldn't find no other chick in the building? Yeah. Nah, I don't believe that shit, oh boy. Yeah. Y'all want to be on TV. Yeah. Of course. And this dude was like, look, I'm only going to be here for two days because I'm flying out, going to this place. Right. So pretty much he just, he was like, hey, look, I'm going to be in town. I'm going to get my face on TV and smash. Yeah. I'm going to be gone. Like, I'm waiting for them to, I'm waiting for a dude to go in there and try to go through all the acting emotions. <laughs> he was like, so I see you're out of milk. You're out of milk! Oh, no! Ain't nobody gonna top homeboy Adrian from last season, though. Yeah, he was, he was getting simple to He might as well have been looking at the camera, though. Um, Alright, and of course, Ashley. Oh, man! Man. My baby, she ain't built for all this fight, But man. you know what? When, when the shit popped off and everything, I was like, Ashley gonna whoop her ass. Yeah. Let me down, man. Let me down. First of all, Corey, I don't know if people been peeping this. Corey ain't afraid to fight. No, Corey's no. gangster. She looked good and everything for, you know, the, the Playboy definition of good. Yeah. Blonde, big, fake titties and shit. But she will scrap in a fucking yes, heartbeat. She will, man. She, is, she ain't scared of nothing. No. I mean, she was going, she she was the one to start that shit. Cause she, yeah. pushed, she pushed Ashley clear across the room. She is so trailer park. 
She she's so trailer park with it, dude. She oh, has man. no care. Ashley popped the hell out of her though. Ashley got yeah, in Ashley got in one good lick, but then but Corey had her on the ground. Yeah. yeah, Corey got in every other good lick. It was yeah. it was so one sided. I had to, I scored an eight to ten for Corey. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that time that uh, Mayweather got uh, hit and he kind of stumbled. And then it was like round two and shit, and everybody went crazy. Uh, and then he proceeded to mollywop this niggas for, for <laughs> ten rounds. That's what happened. She got one good pitch and I hit it in, and they did it in slow mo. I was like, okay. Then everything else was just straight up ass with it. Well, you know, in the preview, I knew Ashley was getting her ass beat. Because they showed that one plank. No, because they showed her on the ground. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's not a win. You know what else is funny, too, though? Um... ESPN should probably think about hiring a cameraman to do the slow motion work. <laughs> I know, Doc. That shit, that shit awesome. is better than the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know how they did that shit. You can see, like, individual strands of hair. Yes. The next freeze frame, they rotate yeah. around. All they needed was John Madden to show him go, boom. Like, <laughs> I would have believed it. And then, of course, Jennifer uh, didn't do much this week. Um, Who is Jennifer? Jennifer is the chick the new, from Jersey. The new chick. The orange chick. Yeah. Yes. She, last week, they showed her acting, supposedly acting like she wanted to fight. But she, I was laughing. She was, she is a comical angel. She is, man. She, she got drunk, pulled her titties out, and punched a, 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 a TV or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. the screen. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah. Threatening. Yeah. Okay. You're one of the girls now. Yeah, Congrats. Yeah. Oh, but you know, you know, Ashley got her ass beat because at the end of the show she was rocking the Aaliyah dude, where she had yeah. hair over her eyes. So I'm curious yeah. to see if she's gonna be rocking that next week too to cover up that black eye. How, how stupid did Ashley look when she kept repeating that same shit over and over? And then like she's like, she tried to play me. She tried to play me. And then Jessica like, took it to the mirror so she could see her own black eye. <laughs> and she just pointed at herself in the mirror like, Try to play me! <laughs> like, oh, you lost. Uh, yeah, this thing should be a problem. Yeah, sit this one out, Sean. Alright, man, well, that's it for this episode. Of course, um, brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Mm-hmm. You don't forget to check out the Trim Reaper. You know, check out our site and go for the link to our sponsor. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Riders Prime. I'm say that again. That is a D A T. And I'm Mr. Montgomery, Mr. Underscore Montgomery. All right, man. So uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Love sure. you. Mwah.
thought I'm a guinea pig. I felt the evilness and started transforming. It began storming. I heard a bunch of cheering fans swarming. Grabbed that bitch by her hair, drug her across the ground, and took her up to the highest diving board to toss her down. Sorry, coach, it's too late to tell me stop. But I dropped this bitch face down and watched her belly flop. Like bad report cards Outsiders and we suing the courts Cause we dope as fuck and only get it two in the source Hypochondriac Hanging out at the laundry mat Where all the raunchy, fat, white, trashy blondes be at Dressed like a sailor standing by a pail of garbage It's almost dark and I'm still trying to nail a trailer park bitch I met a slut and said what up, it's nice to meet ya I like to treat you to a fago and a slice of pizza But I'm broke as fuck and I don't get paid to the first of next month But if you care to join me, I was about to roll this next blunt But I ain't got no weed, no fillies or no papers I'm a rapist and a repeated prison escapist. So, so give me all your money and don't try nothing funny. Cause you know you're stinking ass. It's too fast to try to outrun me. I went to grab my gun, that's when the rats put it on. Stop. With an uppercut.